Welcome to the other 99%. Hello everyone, my name is Steve Woodington and I'm your host. According to Economic Development Canada, 99.8% of all employer businesses are small to medium enterprises. Small to medium enterprises are defined as having less than 500 employees. This podcast is dedicated to exploring strategies, tips, and training for creating success as a small to medium enterprise. On today's episode, the guest is Monib Shahid, CEO of 2Web Design. Monib speaks about the challenges of starting a business at a young age, what the industry is facing today, his leadership style, and daily rituals that help keep him focused. Enjoy the conversation. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you think you're, how you're making a difference uh, in your industry. Uh, certainly, Steve. Uh, so um, my name is uh, Manib Shahid, and uh, I am the, um, the CEO and founder of uh, TwoWebDesign.com, uh, a digital marketing agency here based in the prairies, Saskatoon. Um, and um, we have been uh, in business for the past uh, 12 years, uh, since 2004, uh, really focusing on helping our clients uh, maximize their potential online. So looking at strategies online and looking at seeing what our clients can make use of uh, when it comes to the internet and um, giving a, a solid presence for them online and helping them boost that presence uh, to make the most of it. So you started, you, you said you've been in business for 12 years. You started your uh, business at 23. And what was the spark for you to start your own company? Um, well, it's interesting because, uh, you know, uh, I have actually never uh, worked for anyone since I graduated. And um, I would say that I'm really unemployable um, as a person. Um, when I started out um, at university, I was actually doing... Uh, a minor in computer science, and uh, I really got interested in this project that I had to do with, for the newspaper, for the university newspaper that we had. Um, it was a chief, and uh, I designed their first uh, one of their websites at that time, and that really got me into um, website development and uh, really knowing more about online marketing and the industry in itself. So uh, that kind of um, got me into the industry, and um, I really started to uh, investigate further as to how uh, websites could benefit businesses um, from a commercial perspective. So, um, so really started to do a lot of research around that and uh, develop my skill set. And when I graduated, I um, then moved on to uh, to develop my skill set further in this industry and uh, launched my company in 23. Um, the other reason I should say is that I actually got married at a very early age uh, of 20, and I had my first daughter at uh, 21. So I had this uh, this uh, overwhelming amount of responsibility initially, and I really wanted to, um, you know, uh, make something out of myself. So it was uh, a bit of a motivation that I had due to the early responsibilities that I had to face to start my company. Well, good motivation is never a bad thing. And I, I'm thinking about this. That, so at 23, you started your own company. And I know from my 
one of my past lives. I was uh, an entrepreneur in my early 20s, uh, 22. And I, I run up against challenges. Uh, of course, that was that was many, many, many years ago. I ran up against challenges of being so young, and there was there was a hindrance to being so young and and being the representative or the face of an organization. So, do you find though in your industry being young was helpful uh, or a hindrance? And then, do you have any strategies as, in which you overcame, uh, you know, any 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 detriment or or exploited the fact that uh, people are looking at you young and and know what you're doing? So talk about that a little bit. Uh, yes, and that's actually something interesting because uh, it was uh, it was a hindrance um, initially because when um, uh, when I was trying to approach businesses, uh, especially seasoned uh, business uh, professionals that have been around and doing businesses a certain way for many many years, um, it was uh, sometimes difficult to change their. Uh, their mindset about what the the internet, uh, what the potential of the internet has for their business, and it was also um, uh, interesting to see how they would react when I would come in for a meeting, and they would think that um, you know there would be uh, a much older individual working with them or providing them the information, but uh, you know it was definitely something that um, that I had to overcome from uh, from an age perspective. Um, although I should say that once we did get into a conversation and once uh, I did start explaining some of the benefits that they could uh, have and once uh, we really get, got into more detail, they would understand and uh, the age wouldn't uh, be much uh, of, a, of a matter uh, once, uh, once we did have that conversation. Um, so, yeah, so that it was a hindrance. But once they got to know me, it was all good. <laughs> So your your strategy for overcoming that was just uh, just bowl right through it and and just you know keep keep on going on your path. Was that what it was? Just just grit and determination. I would say so. Uh, definitely grit. Um, there was a lot of rejections at first, um, primarily because uh, I didn't have much to show. Um, there were there weren't many projects that I'd worked on, so it was really challenging for me to get those first initial projects. Um, once I did have those initial projects, though, I did have a base to actually demonstrate and to show our clients as to what we can do for them. Um, so, uh, so it was uh, it was definitely challenging to get those first few clients, but um, once we had uh, a portfolio, I was able to show how we uh, either increase sales, increase response uh, rates uh, from their websites, and also convert more business. Uh, and that data really mattered because when I was speaking to a business person uh, initially, um, they used to, I mean, they always ask about the experience. They always ask about, you know, the projects that we worked on, especially if there's any projects that we worked on relevant to their to their industry. So it was uh, it was important for me to actually really develop a, um, a diverse uh, portfolio of, um, of services uh, working with different industries initially and to be able to come across uh, certain channels and uh, provide those details to um, the, the prospect that I was dealing with at the time. So you've mentioned details, numbers, analytics, basically. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm rewinding the clock and thinking about how things were over a, a decade ago. Do you think that was uh, a key uh, challenge at the start, was showing how a website can make a difference and, and proving ROI? And, and with that being said, uh, do you think that is a continuing challenge? And then my third question in this this long question is, what do you think now is the biggest challenge uh, in your industry, uh, considering what you faced uh, through through the years? 
Mm. Yeah, the fundamental shift that has happened um, over the course of time, especially in the past decade, is that uh, business, uh, uh, businesses are now more open to hearing about what the internet has, what they can do on the, online. Um, back then in you know, 2004, 2005, um, you know, social media was just starting out in 2005, 2006, and uh, it wasn't something that was very, um, was, was very prominent. They, they weren't really sure about what to do online. Um, and at the same time, they weren't really open to having these discussions because, again, they were, you know, they were doing business a certain way. They were investing a lot in traditional marketing. Um, and uh, it, it was just that their thought process need to fundamentally change in order to accept um, a different way of, of doing things. Um, and a lot of people didn't really believe, you know, uh, earlier in 2000, in, in, earlier uh, in 2000 and later in the 90s, that people would actually buy cars online. They would, you know, spend, um, you know, uh, money and, and buy houses online. All these elements were not discussed and, and they were just not open to um, understanding those concepts. So essentially over time what has happened is that there's been a, definitely a shift as far as how user behavior has changed online and how people buy online, how people research uh, online. So that has really triggered um, businesses to really rethink about what they're doing when it comes to their marketing strategy. Uh, so I would say that you know back then it was a big challenge to really educate our businesses uh, now, today, there's a challenge of educating those businesses about what is right because there's so much out there and there's so many different possibilities and so many things you can do that sometimes you get lost in the shuffle. So um, I would say that the challenge has, has been the same. It's just that there's a different um, way of approaching education uh, today uh, than what we uh, did back then uh, in 2004. So now they believe in the internet. It's a matter of uh, giving them the the right strategies and yeah. and utilizing the proper tools to to hit what they're trying to to achieve in their in their marketing programs. Is that is that accurate? That's right. Yes, yeah. I would say almost that it's almost too much uh, at this stage because you know a business does not uh, if they're starting out um, and uh, you know they might actually have a website uh, because they know they need a website but they don't know how to engage their audience. So there's so many different ways on how they can do that. Uh, and it's sometimes difficult for them and overwhelming for them to understand, okay, where can they start and what they can do um, to, uh, to actually you know, get, this, uh, get this engagement going. Sure. So 12 years in business, there must have been some ups and downs. Do you care to share what you think was maybe your greatest success or, or tipping point and, and uh, some downturns and struggles? Because I think a Folks will learn how you came through and how you uh, exploited some successes. Um, yes, so definitely lots of downturns, I would say, um, but uh, you know, definitely some some great successes as well. Um, one of the biggest challenges that I that I faced in the initial three to five years of uh, of my company, uh, right till two thousand six, two thousand seven, and and uh, earlier, uh, is uh, is uh, really you know trying to have enough business. Uh, in the year and to be able to essentially develop that that portfolio and to be able to work on projects. So I was pretty much working um, back then at um, at pretty much a toonie an hour, um, you know, trying to develop the website, making sure everything is working properly, doing pretty much everything that has to be done um, when it comes to launching um, a website. The first two years of my business, 2004, 2006, um, I was actually working by myself. 2006 is when I hired my first employee. And that was a game changer because it really allowed me to delegate 
you know, some of the responsibilities to an individual in the company to um, basically have them focus on, on, on some specific aspects of the project. And that really freed up my time to, you know, start working on the business rather than in the business. And that continued when I hired my second employee and my third employee. And we have a team of about, uh, you know, 17 people now today, uh, which is a good size. I think, you know, it's enough to actually build a nice uh, culture and to, uh, you know, have a, have a great team of people that is, uh, you know, connected and, and, uh, and works in a collaborative fashion. Um, and um, basically our, um, you know, uh, my approach was to, uh, you know, focus on initially developing that, uh, those projects and, uh, and, and, and really have something to show when it comes to, uh, you know, talking to businesses. So the downturns would be to, you know, I mean, at that time, um, it was definitely challenging to get those initial projects. And there were, I, I have to, I mean, to be honest, there were times where I was, um, you know, uh, almost at the stage of, uh, uh, of bankruptcy, you know, back in 2006, 2007. Um, and uh, I know that there, there was this one point where we were actually dealing with this one project um, and uh, it was a client that was um, that gave us a large project it was uh, to be done over the course of a year and uh, unfortunately what happened was during that year that first uh, you know year about 10 months in the project we completed everything that we had to do uh, however the client went out of business um, so they essentially um, we were stuck with this project and we had um, we didn't have really nicely structured agreements at that at that point, unfortunately. So one thing I would always recommend is, uh, you know, have really good agreements, you know, get a nice accountant and get a you know great lawyer because you need those documents. You need those uh, those financials in place to make your business successful. So I really learned my lessons lesson from from that uh, uh, deal and um, I uh, was able to recover from that uh, at that stage. Um, through uh, through uh, some financing from the bank, but um, that was a bit that was a big uh, big downturn for me at that stage, and where I almost went out of business. Wow, um, I, you know, and I've been there where you're uh, financing your payroll with your visa. It's, uh, <laughs> it's interesting times. So uh, you've talked about struggles. Uh, you know, is there a, a point where you felt like you you know you reached the peak, or you or you finally busted through and said, ah, you know, finally things are, are turning around here. And what was what was that uh, moment or that aha? Uh, well, I think that, you know, there's always continuous challenges when it comes to um, con- building a business and uh, continuing to work on the business because, you know, the industry changes, uh, the market changes. Uh, there's uh, this is a very, very fast paced industry. Uh, and sometimes it's actually hard to keep up. Um, so so there's uh, there's always challenges when it comes to um, trying to differentiate differentiating yourself from the competitors and um, and you know providing the best service to the clients and, and providing them the right information so um, I would say that um, uh, this is a maybe a, a part of the entrepreneurial journey is to face these challenges and to work with them and to really have that uh, you know that grit and that motivation to um, uh, to continue and uh, and make sure that uh, you're overcoming those challenges effectively. Sure. Now, you've talked a couple times about keeping up with the pace of change. So how do you do that? You, well, actually, I know how you're doing that. I'm calling you and you're in London, well, actually Manchester, England right now, uh, taking your master's in digital marketing. Is is this one of your tactics for keeping up with the pace of change in your industry? Absolutely. I'm a big believer in education and uh, personal development. 
and um, it's something that uh, you know um, uh, it's, it's a value that my uh, that my parents have instilled in me. And um, ever since the beginning, I've always tried to build my skill set and to continue learning. In fact, I, I spent at least uh, a couple of hours a day learning and reading and listening to podcasts like yourselves. Uh, you know, essentially learning new new tactics and, and new skills and um, and educating myself. So this digital marketing um, uh, master's program that I'm going through. Um, in, in Manchester here is uh, essentially a part of that. But at the same time, I should say that, um, you know, I also really believe in building the right team of people in the company that also have that great skill set. So one of the things that we also do uh, in our company is that we, we really focus on educating our, our team members as well. And uh, we try to get the right materials. We try to get the right um, you know, um, sources of, uh, of information and educate and train the team members uh, of our company so that uh, they can actually deal with our clients in the best way possible. In fact, right in our office, um, I know, uh, Steve, you haven't been to our, our office yet, but we actually have a library in our office. And this library actually has all these, all these gems and these books and these, uh, these sources of information that we actually refer to when, uh, when we're dealing with clients and when we're trying to gather information and providing the best value and best service to uh, to our clients. Well, that's that's great stuff, and I, I to- totally believe in educating your team uh, because they'll in turn uh, educate you, and you'll learn together. And, and that leads into another uh, question I have for you. Your work depends a hundred percent on your team. Describe your leadership style. Yes. So, <clears throat> when uh, when starting uh, out and hiring people uh, for for two web design. It was uh, it was extremely um, important for me to get the right uh, team on board, to get the right people on board, because they would obviously represent the company. And uh, when dealing with clients, and it was important for us to actually have uh, a certain kind of culture in place to um, that you know that is uh, essentially we believe in entrepreneurship and we believe in empowering entrepreneurs with uh, with the internet with internet tools. So. Um, so it was really important for me to actually get the right team members and to get the right team members that actually are skilled uh, and and willing to learn, have open minds and, and and are willing to learn because this industry it changes so much and if you're not willing to learn if you're not willing to adapt if you're not willing to change with time then this is not the right place to um, to work for you or this is not the right industry for you because you have to understand and you have to continue that. Uh, uh, you know that uh, that that passion of, uh, uh, of of learning new new tools and and learning new techniques to help our clients. Um, I, I mentioned about passion. I mean, I'm a really passionate individual in this uh, uh, in this business. In fact, this whole business has been a product of my passion of of helping other businesses. And uh, I also try to look for that key factor uh, in the people that I hire in my team as well. Um, so my leadership style is essentially. Getting the right, trying to get the right people on board, and empowering them with the tools and techniques that they need to do their job well, um, and that's been how I have actually built my team. And I should say, I should say that you know, man, I have made some mistakes in hiring as well, as you go, as you go through you know building your team, and I've learned a lot from that. Uh, but um, I've I've noticed that uh, you know once you actually have the right mindset and the right uh, culture, then you can actually. Uh, foster the growth of your team and you can actually build uh, build value to your clients, more value for your clients. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I believe business is really 
boils down to, to two things, uh, people and processes. And what uh, the combination of those two, uh, it creates a culture uh, that serves uh, the most important uh, people, your customers. And, and that's uh, that's how uh, the organizations I've been involved in, what I focus on, I focus on people and processes and creating the, the right culture. Your LinkedIn description, investor, yes. speaker, and CEO. Uh, there's a there's a lot in that. Uh, so mm. unpack this for me. Uh, you know the investor, speaker, and CEO sides of you. Certainly, um, with the, uh, the the reason I put investor over there is because I am actually. Um, obviously, I've invested in, uh, in in this company to web design, but I also work with a lot of other organizations and some key businesses that we've actually partnered with to help their idea come to life. Um, so what we do is, you know, if, if we come across a really neat idea that um, that motivates uh, that we, that we believe in and that really motivates our team uh, and that has a lot of meaning to it then we would actually invest our time and resources in building that idea for that client, especially if they don't have the finances or the resources to make, to, you know, uh, uh, have that idea come to life. So that's what we have uh, done uh, on a couple of uh, different projects. And, um, and it's an interesting model that uh, has allowed us to join to venture with our clients and to establish these relationships that uh, have also created new channels uh, of revenues. Uh, for two web design, so that's why I've got uh, you know investor in there, and I'm always looking for opportunities that uh, that uh, are are there to you know invest in and to be able to help uh, uh, help develop new tools. Um, as far as you know, uh, the second part, which is speaker, I also work, I also uh, speak at conferences, I um, uh, speak at uh, different, uh, I give a lot of seminars. Um, and I also uh, do a lot of workshops uh, as well in social media marketing and uh, and different aspects of digital marketing. So those are the the two elements that I think uh, I've highlighted prominently in my LinkedIn profile. And of course, I am the CEO of Two Web Design, um, helping uh, build this company as well. Yeah, the last one seems kind of obvious. That's right. Um, you got a lot on the go. You're a high energy guy. Uh, you, you know, you're you're taking a, a master's. Um, like you must have like rituals, daily rituals, stuff that helps keep you focused, keeps you on task. Like describe that. Yes, uh, there's only uh, you know a thousand minutes of productive uh, you know uh, minutes uh, a day. I, I I always say, and uh, you know um, basically what you have to do is uh, you know you're sleep you're sleeping about seven you know hours a day in tw- in, the, in that 24 hours. So it's really important that you make use of your time. I really believe in making use of your time um, effectively. Um, so as far as uh, the rituals, um, I would say that, uh, you know, I'm, an all, I'm always an early riser. I try to wake up at uh, 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning. And um, I also uh, try to, one of, the thing, one of the things that I've actually started doing in the past six months is I regularly, I regularly go to the gym, I work out, and that's been a game changer for me. I, I feel that I have a lot of energy now. I can do a lot more, and uh, it's something that uh, I'm continuing to do. So I try to work out three to four days uh, a week. And um, the last thing that I should say is that um, I really take care of, uh, of my diet. Uh, one of the things that uh, I always put on the back burner is, uh, is uh, you know, having uh, the right meals at the right time of the day. And, um, uh, you know, when you're actually working and you're working uh, aggressively uh, on, on some projects, sometimes you forget to eat uh, well, especially. And... Uh, 
you know, uh, fast food is not some, not something that I actually enjoy much anymore. But uh, I've tried to eat healthy and I've tried to eat well, and that's been uh, uh, definitely a game changer for me as well. So. Yeah, a lot of leaders forget to to lead themselves uh, on the personal side and and take care of themselves. And um, too many late nights eating heart attack in a sack, you know, it just adds up to 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 bad results. It's it's good to hear that you've got that stuff. And uh, a question I have is: so you're getting up at you said four and five. Uh, is that a result of uh, when you uh, you know you got married young and had a family? And uh, some of us uh, that have families know that the little ones get you up at five, whether you want to get up at five. Did that ritual start then or has this been something that's recent and you self-imposed? I'm just purely curious. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I've, I've always been an early riser. Um, you know, I find that if you actually wake up earlier in the day, uh, especially around four o'clock or four thirty, uh, you just have so much more that you can actually accomplish in that first few hours. And, um, you know, your biological clock then essentially um uh, it triggers you to to wake up at that time on a daily basis, and you you know there there comes a point where you don't even need an an, an alarm clock. Uh, it's also important to actually have that six or seven hours of sleep, um, I should say uh, as well. So you know I'm, I also sleep try to sleep around nine o'clock or ten o'clock uh, at night, um, and and uh, so that I can actually wake up uh, full of energy in the morning. But um, but yeah no I mean it's it's been something that uh, that I've always done and uh, always tried to do. Um, I used to be, I should say that I used to be able to pull all-nighters when I was back at the university. So my schedule, my routine was really messed up at that stage, but at that time. But uh, um, but I think I uh, am unable to do that considering my age at this stage now. Yes, you're so uh, you're so old. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with that. Early rising, I, I myself I get up at five five thirty, and you can get in a, an hour and a half of uh, a really productive work before eight. And uh, sometimes, unfortunately, uh, due to uh, what I do is is mostly answers people's questions throughout the day is uh, my most productive time is before the business day starts. Mm. So that being said, you're saying you're getting seven hours of sleep. Uh, you're, you sound like you're sleeping well. Is there anything that uh, you worry about? Anything that keeps you up at night? Uh, well, you know, it's, uh, there's, uh, whenever you're running a business, there's always, uh, you know, interesting challenges that you always are, are thinking about and, and how you can overcome that. Um, so my only, my only worry, uh, at night and anything that keeps me up, uh, is, is mainly if, uh, if there's, um, uh, something that we need to accomplish over the next, uh, you know, the next, the next quarter or the next year. Uh, I try to make really solid quarterly goals, <clears throat> and I should say that um, when we're actually not meeting those goals, whether it's uh, you know something to do with internally in the business or whether it's something to do with uh, uh, a client, that is something that only that keeps me up. I, I really try to take care of our clients and to work well with them. And one of the biggest things that that matters to me is our relationships with our clients. And I really, uh, I, I invest a lot of my personal time in developing and, and building those relationships. So, um, so if there is anything that keeps me up at night is that I don't have, a, you know, enough time to actually touch base with as many clients as I would like to, um, uh, when, uh, you know, when I'm working. So, so that's something that uh, that I'm trying to um, uh, trying to accomplish more and more. Uh, but as we go, it's becoming more of a challenge. Well, you have to rely on your team as you grow your business and, uh, you know, your sphere of influence uh, widens, right? Absolutely. So for you and to web design, what's next? 
Well, what's what's next is you know our industry. Uh, when I when I started this company back in 2004, two web design was primarily focused on developing just websites. We wanted to be the brain surgeons of websites. Um, we uh, uh, basically uh, that that was the uh, that was the goal. But as the industry has shifted and uh, the um, uh, the expectations of our clients have gone beyond that than just developing a website, they want to make sure that their websites are successful. Uh, the goal of Two Web Design and, and how we've shifted in the past few years is that we've been focusing on uh, digital marketing uh, aspect as well. So we're focusing on not only developing great websites, but also focusing on making those websites successful. Um, and we do that by uh, making use of social media channels, by making use of uh, you know, search engine uh, optimization and, and Google and some of these major platforms to drive targeted audiences to the website and help our businesses uh, that we can that, that we deal with to convert that audience into customers. Sure. So search engine marketing, search engine uh, optimization, and social optimization. You know the three three pillars that uh, that makes sense to me. Uh, and that's the big thing is uh, you can create a really good ROI and uh, complete digital campaigns where. The facts are right there, and follow uh, follow folks through. Now you uh, you're a partner of HubSpot, correct? That's right. Yes, we've partnered with some some great companies uh, that deal with marketing automation, and one of them is uh, HubSpot. Uh, HubSpot also delivers a lot of great uh, quality educational material to uh, us as partners and also to our team. So uh, it definitely helps in uh, in serving our clients well. So you're pushing down those concepts of uh, how you measure ROI and uh, and marketing automation uh, to your to your clients. Exactly, exactly. A big part about uh, you know um, uh, about our companies, the companies that we deal with, is that you know if you get if you're getting your your customers through your website and you're not touching base with them, if you're if you're building this database of customers or or this uh, these prospects and you're not nurturing those prospects and you're not getting in touch with them. Then that data that you have, uh, it will decay like fish. So it's important that you actually, um, you know, touch, nurture those leads and to convert them and to educate them uh, over time, so that you can actually uh, build a build an audience, uh, a following, a tribe uh, that uh, that is part of uh, part of your business. So this is just off the cuff. How many companies? How many brands? And we'll just pick Saskatchewan. Do you think are actually measuring their ROI on on their various different marketing expenditures, where, where they know uh, how they're getting value. Considering the tools that are available today, uh, the digital tools and call tracking and you know HubSpot being one of those uh, areas where you can measure or put all this input in and measure everything. Like, uh, mm. d does it, how many how many people do you think are actually doing that as a percentage, just off the cuff? Do you think it's like 20% of business in Saskatchewan, 10, 50? What, what do you, what uh, do you think? Not nearly as enough. I mean, uh, I think that there's uh, there's definitely some education that needs to be done around this uh, this concept of marketing automation and to be able to track those ROIs because um, you know it's uh, we, we've you know we've we've dealt with a little over 500 projects in the past uh, 12 years, and uh, I would say that uh, you know only a handful about uh, I would say yeah, less than 10 percent about five to 10 percent of those businesses are actually really interested in in learning more about marketing automation. Now, every business, I have to say, is interested in, in learning about ROI and to actually understand, okay, if they're actually, if they're investing in an online campaign, what kind of return that they would, they would be getting and how you want to track that. So those are the kinds of things that are, that are fine, but it's the marketing automation concept, which is a little bit uh, difficult for some businesses to embrace 
primarily because uh, many businesses still have this fear of sending out email or sending out these automated emails or automated messages to, uh, to prospects or customers. So, uh, so again, it's part of education. It's part of uh, really helping them understand, okay, that you need to you know, implement these tools and these features to, um, to help your business grow and to help you know, scale your business. Uh, and I should say, I mean, you know, HubSpot is one platform of marketing automation, but there's, you know, many others. And uh, depending on the business that we're dealing with, we can, you know, what we do is we try to find the best tools that work for that business. So uh, you've said that, uh, what was it, 5%, you think, or 10% of your 500 clients are actually doing something with uh, marketing automation, and all of them are interested in ROI. But is that is that lip service? Like, are they actually rolling up their sleeves and, and doing the hard measurements to truly determine ROI, do you feel? I don't think so. They could be doing so much better. And uh, that's the other, other aspect that we try to show them is that you can actually, you know, if you're investing a certain amount of funds in, in an online campaign and you're not really tracking, uh, you know, the, the engagement levels, then you're, then you're really missing out. So a lot of businesses, they would just see the number of visits to the website or they would just see the number of clicks to a, a campaign and that's, that's what they would consider as ROI, but that's not the case. What we consider as ROI is the actual conversions, is the actual you know, um, engagement levels that you, actually, that you get from any messaging that you throw out there. So uh, it's not just a matter of driving that audience to your website. It's about a matter of you know, driving that audience to your website and converting them or at least having them act upon some aspect of that website. So, sure. um, yeah. Yeah, and they're like there's two. This is just it blows my mind that people wouldn't go down this path. Like there's tools, so you can take, you put a, a, a paid um, search term up there. We'll just go Google AdWord. They click on that, it comes to your website. Your website refreshes with a call tracking number. The call tracking number is called. It's recorded, and then that gets tied into your CRM, so you can see exactly where your money is with a close percentage, and know how to, you know, add more fuel to the fire, so to speak, if things are working or change the offer or whatever. I mean that's the that's the future. That's well, that's not the future. That's now, and uh, I I mean to me it's just I scratch my head and think about why companies wouldn't want to go down that path. Exactly, and you don't need any paid tools to do that either. I mean, you know, th- simple things like that could be actually uh, set up using Google Analytics. Uh, you know, a lot of companies just install Google Analytics on their website, but their the Google Analytics tool is not customized to actually measure those goals and those conversions, and you can actually do that set up through Google Analytics and, 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 and really drill down into the detail of those uh, ROI reports. Absolutely. Well, this has been uh, great stuff, and uh, your time is precious. You're, you're in another time zone. It's, uh, what is it, four, uh, 440 where you are? Uh, yes, it's uh, 340 right now. 340, 340, and it's uh, early morning here in uh, Alberta where I'm calling from. Uh, where can people find out more about you if they so choose to find out more about you? Um, well, they can uh, uh, email me uh, at uh, info at twowebdesign.com and they can check out our website uh, and they can also follow me on Twitter at um, Muneeb, uh, M-O-U-N-E-E-B, S as in Sam. Well, thanks for your time. All right. Thanks, Steve.